And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. If you would, turn your Bibles to the book of Luke. Amen. He was a doctor. Luke chapter 9. Amen. If you recall, we said Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. Very focused. He's... He had set his face like a flint to go back to Jerusalem because he came with you and I on mind. Can you say you and I? And he was not going to be distracted from that particular goal. He came to give himself a ransom, a sacrifice for you and I. But at the same time, he was looking for recruits. Amen. Other disciples. And so on his way to the cross, there were a lot of people looking from without. Mm-hmm. Looking from without, looking in. Looking from without, looking at Jesus and his disciples. Because brothers and sisters, the Bible said when Jesus came from the wilderness, when he just began his ministry, a fame went out before him. A fame because blind eyes were open, deaf ears were opened, uh-huh, the lame walk, you remembered. People were raised from the dead. And now there are people looking from without, looking at him and the disciples. And they want to join the Parsi. Can you say Parsi? <laughs> they want to join him. But they know the cost of joining him is high. Can you say that again? The cost, the cost of joining him is high. Yes. And so there were a couple people surrounding him. On his way to Jerusalem. You, you see, it's like us. Many times we look from without and we see what the Bible claim. We know the claims of the Bible. We read what happens. We read in Mark chapter 15, verse, Mark chapter 16, verse 17. In my name, you shall lay hands on the sick. In my name, in my name. And you are studying from without, looking in at my name. And you know it's going to take a different lifestyle. I don't know about you. Let me talk about me. I was told the safest set of people to talk about is yourself. Okay? So I'm looking from without. I'm looking at these results. And my heart is saying, I need that. But what is going to take for me to achieve that? Maybe I'm not willing to give. It's like these men, these three guys we're going to talk about. They're looking at Jesus and his disciples. Mm -hmm. And they desire what they have but uh they're not willing to give up what needs to be given up to achieve that type of result are you getting what i'm saying ah glory be to jesus so jesus is on his way and the bible tells us now we've looked at and i'm just introducing the text two guys volunteered to follow jesus responded then one other guy jesus asked jesus told one guy follow me the two others volunteered. Let's read quickly the two volunteers. And today I want to deal with the one Jesus told to follow me. Is that all right? Volunteer number one. Verse 57. Then it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Here is the volunteer. Lord, I will follow you where, whithersoever you go. Here is Jesus' response. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes. And birds of the air hath nest, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. And as you recall, we said, after Jesus said that the man did not respond, all we heard was crickets. 
You remember? <laughs> because if you really want to follow, if you did not have an ulterior motive, then you would say, God, I know, but I've heard that you're well able to protect and provide for me. So I'm going to follow you. Not just crickets. Nothing. We affirm that is because he had an ulterior motive. Mm -hmm. He wasn't looking to follow Jesus necessarily. He was maybe looking for a home. A place to stay. Looking for good friends. You know what I'm talking about. Let's move to volunteer number two. Volunteer number two starts from verse 61. We'll, we'll go back to verse 59 and 56. Sorry, 59 and 60. That's the verse I want to deal with. But we are just, but we are just, amen, reviewing quickly. Verse 61. And another also said, Lord, I will what? Yes, I will follow thee. Here comes. He said, but. <laughs> Let me what? <laughs> First go bid them farewell which are at my house. How many of you think that's a noble idea? Let me go tell mom and them pops and them my sisters and them amen. You know, brother Ray Ray and them, you know. You know, that's it. <laughs> you know, I'm moving on. I'm like the Jeffersons. <laughs> I'm moving on up with the Lord. Anyhow. <laughs> Jesus said unto him, no man. Having put his hand to the plow, looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen? To be fit for the kingdom of God, when you put your hand to the plow, you better keep looking straight ahead. Amen? Do not be distracted. Refuse to be distracted. How many of you agree that there is a lot of distraction in this life? A lot of distractions. You know, Elder Torian taught on Wednesday evening and wonderful sermon and he read from the NLT from the NLT and he said the NLT reads that you don't have to turn there Luke chapter 10 verse 42 Jesus told Martha Mary seated at his feet Martha is being tossed to and fro with the cares of this world. Martha, sorry, Mary seated and Jesus told Martha when she came to him and accused him of not telling Mary to come help her. You remember she came with her hands on her hip. Jesus, don't you care? But listen. Listen. Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, Mary hath discovered that's the, that's the word in the NLT. Mary has di discovered the thing that is only needful. Discovered. That's the word. Mary, in other words, he's saying that Mary has tried everything. It did not work. Guess what? Folks are still trying. They have not discovered that following Jesus, the way he desires to be followed, is what matters. Yeah. Still be following this. Still following that. 
But you see, it's a discovery process. We've not taken. That is why it is difficult to commit. Let me share with you. When you've been through the school of hard knocks and you've got scars people cannot see. You've got bruises people do not know about. And they see you are serious with Jesus. Are, are, you, getting, are you with me? They look at you strange. But what they do not know is you've been through the discovery process. And you are just tired of failing. And so, no more tricks. No more volunteering to follow Jesus. But in your heart you don't want to. Because Jesus is going to. Oh, I was, the wood just slept me. He was going to call your bluff. Yeah, yeah, he will call your bluff. Like he did. He knew these guys were not willing to follow him. Mm-hmm. So he told one, listen, no, no, Wood, this is what, no, this is what really tickled me. Jesus is speaking to all these people and they, they are all in the immediate vicinity of one another. Are you with me? So Jesus told the second guy, Jesus told him, follow me. Follow me. Not a volunteer. Just like he told the 12 disciples to follow me. Just like he told the rich ruler to follow me. Just like he's telling all of us to follow him. He told him to follow me. Now this guy here is standing here. He didn't volunteer. Jesus said to him, follow me. Jesus, he just heard Jesus <laughs> told the guy, if you want to follow me, foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nest. But the son of man have no place to lay his head and rest. And this man is thinking, hmm, follow you? <laughs> where, are we, where are you going to take me? You just told the man next to me. <laughs> you have nowhere to stay. You want me? More. <laughs> are, you, are you seeing what's happening? And so he said, okay, I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to give you something. Listen to what he tells Jesus. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to say no outright. I'm going to give you a polite no. But I'm going to disguise it like it is something noble. <laughs> oh, God, I tell you. Isn't God a wonderful God? The word of God is so beautiful. Now I understand what David meant in Psalms 119 verse 197. He said, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all day. Anybody love the word of God? The law is the title for God's word. He was just sitting down in a cave somewhere and they brought him some green tea. And his first sip, he said, oh, how I love thy law. Anyhow, let's move on here. Let's move on. <laughs> Let us hear what the second guy. So verse, are, are we all together on verse 59? Is it 59? Yes, yes. And he said unto another. So Jesus just told the first guy, if you're looking, if you're looking for comfort, if your goal is to, is to be with me in a house somewhere where it's nice and cool, forget it. The other guy heard that. He said, oh, oh. <laughs> And Jesus turned and said to that same guy, follow me. But he said, he said what? Lord, suffer me first 
to go and bury my father. What did he say? Suffer me first to go and do what? How many of you think that's a noble request? Oh, when he said that, everybody around started to clap. Yes. Yeah. If I was there, I would be clapping. <laughs> because you see, back then, back then, taking care of your parents was something that, that was highly regarded. Highly regarded. And I'll show you. In Genesis chapter 25, verse 9, we are told that Isaac and Ishmael, 29. Can you go to Genesis chapter 25, verse 9? Now, that guy's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. Because he's masking his no, his eye in his no, pretending that he wants to follow. But he just have this, this little one thing I need to take care of. Mm -hmm. So he said, let me go home and bury my home. My father. You see, Isaac and Ishmael, you got it, Genesis chapter 25, buried whom? Who was Isaac and Ishmael's father? Abraham. So back then the sons were responsible for burying the parents. So we are told Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave in Machpelah, in the field. Not only did Isaac and Ishmael bury Abraham, Genesis 32, 29. Let's go quickly. Genesis 32, 29. Isaac gave up the ghost and died. And was gathered with his people, being old and full of days. And his whom? You got it? I talk too fast. 35, 29. Sorry. I'm sorry about that. Genesis 35, 29. We got it? Yeah. The last phrase. It says. Who, who, who buried him? Is his sons. You see, this man, he knows the culture. He knows what the culture values. And he's bringing it up as an excuse not to follow Jesus right away. And people are saying, this is so noble. This is a good man. This man wants to follow Jesus. But culture, but you know, it's good to take care of your parents. Mm -hmm. Genesis, let me give you one more example. Genesis chapter 49, verse 29. Genesis 49. Verse 29, Jacob died, mm -hmm. and Jacob charged them, that's his sons, and said to them, I am to be gathered unto my people, bury me with my fathers in the cave. Amen. Let's jump to, let's see what happens when he died in Genesis chapter 50, verse 13. Can you go to Genesis chapter 50, verse 13? It here for his sons who buried him carried him into the land of Canaan. So they buried him. So you see, three times I'm showing you the custom of the culture back then. It was for a son to take care of his parents, bury them well. And so this man knows that. And this man knows this particular act, this particular um, how should I say it? Gesture or Practice, thank you so much, just the practice, was valued high in the community. So Jesus has an answer for him. Amen? Jesus has an answer because he did not follow Jesus. What was Jesus' response? Let's get back to our text. Jesus' response is not cold. Amen? Jesus' response. Yeah, Jesus said to him, let the what? Let the dead, let the spiritually dead 
bury the physically dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Jesus is saying nothing should come in the way, amen, of preaching the good news. Nothing is more important. And brothers and sisters, hear me. Let me, let me, let me tell you what's happening. We know this man was not talking the truth. How do we know that? History records that Jews did not embalm their people. They bury them immediately. So if your father is dead, what business have you on the side of the road listening to Jesus? Wouldn't you be home making preparations? Wouldn't you be what? Home making preparations. So that is why Jesus called his bluff. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead because you are not talking the truth. You are coming up with an excuse not to commit. And brothers and sisters, that's the problem today. Commitment. That's what Jesus is telling him. There is a cost. In committing and following Jesus. Are you with me? There is a what? A cost. In committing to and following Jesus. What this man was saying. You see back then. When their parents were buried. What happened was. There was an inheritance that was divided. So he was saying to Jesus. Let me go home. And ensure that my name is on the wheel. <laughs> He said, can you say nothing wrong with that? But it should not be an excuse. Now, now just tell Jesus. Just be honest with Jesus. <laughs> say, Jesus, look, I'm coming. But I got to keep my name on that wheel. I just heard you tell somebody you have nowhere to. <laughs> you just said you have nowhere to stay. Can I go and ensure that I'm financially secured? You know, I read the Bible and I, I laugh. Man, I, I laugh and laugh. And just, it's, it's especially when you do the, the history and you read the games people play. How many of you know that we are still playing these games today? I didn't say you, I said we. Still playing. Jesus knows. God knows. That's why when we sang the song Daddy, I got so excited. Because my relationship with him is not based on performance. It's not based on whether I do good, do good, do good. No. Are you getting me sense? So we know he wanted to ensure that he was financially secured mm -hmm, before following Jesus. Now, listen to what the word follow means. Very powerful word. Follow. When Jesus came to this man, he said to him, I want you to follow me. Jesus was moving out of town. So he knew it was going to be a sacrifice. The word follow, it means be in the same way with me. Accompany me. Here it comes. It means keep reaching to be like me. That's what it means. When Jesus, it also means to cleave steadfastly to. Jesus was telling this man, cleave steadfastly to me. Stay with me. Also, it means, uh, I have one other definition, but I misplaced it, but that's all right. Amen? Because those of us who accepted Christ, the same call is to you and I. Follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me. 
accompany me. Mm -hmm. At the expense of everything and everybody else. Because that's what's needful. Amen? That's what, those of us who are Christians, we are called followers of God. Same, it's a different word, the word followers here, I mean, it's in Genesis, not Genesis, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. That's where our church gets its name. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. Be followers, the word followers here means be, be, be what? Yes. Be imitators of God. Or imitators as you say. Amen. So those of us who are, that's why, that's why these men, they know the level of sacrifice it takes for somebody to imitate God. To imitate Jesus. Because the truth is, you cannot go the places you used to go. You cannot look at the things you used to look. Amen or oh my. Amen. It's got to be a change of life. Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting. Those things that I, I want, I press. Yes, yes, yes. Of the price for the high call. The high call, the price toward the mark for the high calling is going to take sacrifice. And those, this man is watching. He's saying, that's a high call here. It's going to take some sacrifice I'm not willing to make. And the Lord would have me ask you, brothers and sisters, for the next 90 days, will you follow him? The way he wants us to follow him. Will you get up in the morning a different way? Will you get up to deliver differently? To live out your day? Because I was telling mother. Mother, was it you were talking about it? To deliver differently on Tuesday morning. You have to start Monday night. <laughs> you got to make preparations. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of these preparations may be sacrifices. Let me share this with you, brothers and sisters. In case you haven't, some of you are still on the discovery. Still trying to discover. Is God good? Is God good? Should I really commit myself to him fully? You know, listen, listen to some of us who are just tired of failing. Yes. <laughs> some of us. We <laughs> I've met some preachers. They are not blunt. They're just, I call it, straightful honest. They don't mix matters. And I walk up to one, I said, why are you like that? He said, son, I have tried everything. He said, son, you're looking at Solomon Jr. <laughs> he, said, and he, said, and he said to me, did you hear what Solomon said? In Songs of Solomon chapter 13, verse 12. Did you hear what he said? Well, let's hear what Solomon said. Can you go to, uh, yeah. Solomon chapter, Songs of Solomon, that's it. Is it Songs, yeah, Songs of Solomon. What's the last chapter? Is it 12 or chapter 12 or 13? Huh? How many chapters? Only eight? So it's Ecclesiastes then, sorry. <clears throat> I'm so sorry about that. Ecclesiastes. I'm so sorry. Ecclesiastes chapter what? You got it? Ecclesiastes chapter 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the matter. So the pastor said to me, 
12 chapters, 12, 13 then. So it's either 13, 12 or 12, 13. You see, it's a long time I have memorized this one. But I know they are either 12 or 13 chapters. So the last chapter, whether it be 12 or 13. If it's chapter 13, it's verse 12. If it's chapter 12, it's verse 13. Oh, it's right here. Thank you. He said, I am Solomon Jr. Solomon tried everything. Did you hear? Solomon tried botany. He tried biology. He tried money. He tried females. He tried riches. He tried everything. He went through the school of hard knocks. And at the end, when he was dying, on his dying bed, he shouted out a message to the world. Now this is a man, listen to me, the richest man who ever lived on the earth. Forget Bill Gates. Forget um, Jeff Bezos, Eli Musk. Forget, forget those guys cannot touch him. This man's in his house every day to feed his entire servants every day cost $16,000 a day to feed his house. Hear what he says. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of and the pastor said to me that I learned through the school of hard knocks. And that is why I am so committed to following my Lord. He said, that's why I haven't got time for games. He said, son, I'm getting old. I've been around the block a few times. And he said, take it from me. Stop going around the block. <laughs> so when Jesus asked you and I to follow him, can you bring up, can you bring up my... Um, my exhibit, quickly. I think I said, how much, how you all pronounce it? Exhibit. But I said exhibit. That's okay. You understand me, right? Praise the Lord. Let me see if I can say it properly. Exhibit. That's right. <laughs> no, no. No, this is what the Lord brought to my attention last evening. Now, Wood, listen to me, Wood. Elder, listen to me. Listen to me, Dickness. I had never seen that. I want you to notice, I want you to notice what the, the two last guys said when Jesus said to follow him. He said unto another, follow me, but he said, Lord, every one of them had a but before they said, Lord. Now, how many of you agree if he's Lord, there is no but? I'm talking about B-U-T. If he's Lord, is yes, Lord, not but Lord. <laughs> I think you're missing it. I, you, you see, when he's Lord, and you know he's Lord, when he submits his request, it is what? Yes, yes Lord. Not nothing like, but Lord. Tell your neighbor, get your butt out of the way. B-U-T. B-U-T, right? Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. What do you have to do? If you are going to follow him wholeheartedly. The Lord said to me to ask you. We have 90 more days before the year ends. Will you commit to following him? Will you commit to sticking close to him? Will you commit to doing that? Because what you've been desiring in your heart. 
what I have been designing in my heart, what we have been desiring in our heart, God put it there. God gave you that desire. It is God wanting to come through you, through me, but you cannot do it on your own. He wants to do what's in your heart more than you want to do it. But we are doing it in our own strength. No, he placed it there and he will bring it out the right time, the right way. When you and I commit, can you say commit? Commit. Commit. Commit to him. Can you say commit to God? Will you get up this year, the next 90 days, differently? Since will you do that? Will you do that differently? Will you get up and not make an excuse? Can you get up without a but? Mm? Can you do that? Can you do that? And not play games. Like these men. These men did. Because the Lord hath need of you and I. The Lord does what? Hath need of you and I. Give me five. Do I have five more minutes before 40 minutes? Five more minutes. Let me show you because I want to show you this particular, this particular phrase, follow me, was not only told to the disciples. Why should, why should Jesus go up to James and John there with their father Zebedee in a boat fishing? Listen, brothers and sisters, they are in a boat fishing. And Jesus stepped and he looked at John and James and he said, follow me, John. Follow me, James. And they look at the dad and they say, Dad, we got to go. I mean, we got to go. I'm talking about not we got to. Dad, we've got to go. What is the difference? The Bible said they responded immediately. Why should one person respond immediately and another set of persons are playing games? Jesus came up to the rich man, the rich young ruler. He's rich, he's young, and he's a ruler. Can you say, the ideal woman's man? <laughs> let, me, let me leave that alone. <laughs> Can you go to Mark chapter, Mark chapter 10? Let's read it quickly. Because, you know, it's... You see these things in the Bible and you begin to smile because you begin to see yourself. You see what I'm saying? You begin to see yourself, you, the mistakes you made. and For some reason, brothers and sisters, I'm asking you to see yourself while, you see you, uh, while we see ourselves in these um, passages. Do something different. Let it affect you the way it's supposed to. You got it? Mark chapter 10. Let's read this. Can you go to verse 17? Verse 17. And when he was gone forth, that's Jesus, into the way, there came one running. Jesus did not ask this man anything. He said, Jesus, he took off, kneeled to him. You see, that's what happens when people know to do the right thing, but they don't want to do it. Let me say that again. When they know they should do the right thing, but don't want to do it. And they have that facade. That's burst. That's you know. Just we know you've worked, we know you're fighting with something. You are resisting the promptings of God. And kneel to him and ask him, good master, 
What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? At least he know he should inherit eternal life. And Jesus said unto him, why do you call me good? There is none good but one, that is God. You see, he doesn't want to say God. He doesn't want to say what? God, so he called him good master. Let me say that again. He doesn't want to call him what? Because everybody's around, you see. He respects everybody else. He's afraid to call him God. You see, when people have, have you ever seen church folks, when they get rich, they start calling um, God, they call him the universe. <laughs> No, they got money. And you get what? Well, continue, continue listening to them. You'll hear them. They're no longer is he God. Now they got some cash. He's now the universe. But the day is coming when every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh, yes. And guess who will be there looking? Moi. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll be like a kid eating candy. So Jesus said to him, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not be a false witness. Defraud not. Honor your father and your mother. Verse 20. This man had the audacity to tell Jesus, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus beholding him loved him and said unto him, one thing. Thou lackest, go your way, sell whatsoever you have. What did Jesus say to him? Sell. sell whatsoever you have and give to the poor and thou shall have treasure and come take up your cross and do what? Amen. Oh, here comes that word again. And listen, look at, look at his response. And he said, and he was what? Sad. Oh. Sad and went away. How did he go away? Grieved for he had what great possessions. Now, having great possessions is not wrong, nothing wrong with that. Abraham was rich, Job was rich. It's not it, the problem, is when the possessions have you, you well, you know, you can have possessions, and possessions can have you. Now notice, notice what Jesus said to him. He said to the man, all you have to do is liquidate your assets. That's all. Sell all, your, sell all your hard assets. All your real estate. Amen. Sell it. And keep the money. Jesus never said to him, give all away. And he said, take a portion and give to the poor. Jesus never told the man to give it all away. How many of you, you've told somebody one thing and they interpret it differently? Yeah, yeah, that's what happened here. Jesus just tell him, liquidate your assets and take some and give to the poor. By doing so, you'll have treasures in heaven. I didn't tell you to give everything away. And the Bible said the man's countenance fell. He became sad because money had him. And the Bible said he went away, grieved. He went away, he was limping. This is how he went away. He almost got a heart attack. Yeah. While he was going, they said, should we call 911? <laughs> and Jesus looked at him. You know, Jesus, this is, look at the scene. He's leaving and Jesus is looking at him. Fade, he's fading. Going on when Jesus is looking at him. Jesus, and Jesus shook his head. And Jesus said, how difficult it is for rich people to enter the kingdom of God. 
That's when worldly possessions have you. That's when possessions have you. Mm? You lose perspective. You don't even know what's happening. Mm? And Jesus said to him, only when you do that, you can do what? Follow me. Mm? What, is having, what has a hold on you? Mm? What has a hold on you? It doesn't have to be money. It could be an old mindset. That's what I'm talking about. Not necessarily money. Yes, it could be money. I'm talking about old ways of thinking. Old habits. Mm -hmm. What is holding you back from following the Lord as should? We got 90 more days before the world, before, sorry, before the year end. I remembered January 2023. Yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Nine months has elapsed. We got three more months. I was on the line. I'm closing. I was on the line with um, some pastors, Minister Dean, this week. And uh, every quarter we come together and just do an, an, an analysis. And I could hear these. They did a survey, amen, and asked certain questions. And w w one of the things they asked, though, was can you definitively state one win? Just one big win. You've achieved spiritually, biblically in 2023. And for some reason, very few believers could say, I did this, I did that. Not even could say, I memorized one scripture fully. Pastors ask, can anybody step up here and give me five scriptures, book, chapter, verse. And people start to back away like a crayfish. <laughs> Jesus said one thing is needful. And so since what we lacked is intentionality. And so while I was listening, I said, okay, God, I'm going to do something. I'm going to go on social media this week. I'm going to give away one powerful tool the Lord has given me. For years, I'm going to bless the body of God with it. So we can at least say, I left 2023 and I've accomplished this. Is that all right? I'm going to be a giver. I'm going to be like God. And I think I might... I think I might do a mini course and just let it out there. Amen. To bless the body of Christ. But since my question to you is, don't let the year out go out. We have 90 more days without doing some of the things you said you would do in January. Commit. Will you commit to God differently? Will you do things differently? Will you not make excuses differently? Sorry. Will you not make excuses? The same excuses you and I made. Since I'm talking about... Let me put myself in it. Let's us not make excuses. Mm -hmm. Let us what? not make excuses. Be more alert. Be more alert. Be more spiritually sensitive. You have, you and we have a devil working against us. Have you ever gotten up with good intentions? Listen to me. I got up 6 o'clock. What day? Uh, my uh, Friday morning, I got up and I, I went to my, about 5.50, I got up, I went to my office and I'm going to study the word of God. Because I like to prevent the day. Prevent the day means you get up way before it starts. So I went to my office and I made one mistake. Look at my cell phone. And I, and I got a message. From 5.50 to 7 o'clock, I was trying to deal with that problem. And by the time 7 o'clock hit, I said, oh God. I'm so sorry. Why did I look at myself? 
Why didn't I just open my Bible like I was in? You and I have a devil. And we have to be spiritually sensitive. Are you with me, saints? Father, we give you praise. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.